there's your typical run-of-the-mill mom guilt. That's pretty grueling and consuming all by itself. But then, we moms with Crohn's and colitis, we get to add this little cherry on the top of mom guilt, just a little extra guilt in the form of chronic illness mom guilt. How is that type of mom guilt different? than the regular mom guilt? And why does it keep our IBD in a state of subpar health? And most importantly, how can we finally kick chronic illness mom guilt to the curb so we can have a healthier relationship with our kids, our partner, ourself, and crush our IBD at the same time? That's what we're talking about today. You are listening to The Cheeky Podcast for Moms with IBD, a safe space where moms with Crohn's and colitis connect, explore powerful tools for healing, and transform our lives to thrive in motherhood and in life. I'm your host, Karen Haley, IBD health coach, integrative wellness enthusiast, and mom to three outstanding kids. After having Crohn's disease for 30 years and working as a health advocate exclusively with IBD clients for the last 10 years, I know it's time to bring the types of candid conversations I have with my clients out into the open. It's our time to go on an IBD healing journey and do it like only a mom can. Let's do this. Well, hey there, awesome mama. I am so happy to be here with you. We are diving deep today. Are you ready for this? Let's go ahead and just take a deep cleansing breath before we get started. I like to do that before we go into something deep because it just helps us center and get grounded for when we go inward. So let's just take a deep breath collectively together and let it out. All right. Awesome. Good job. Okay, so before we get started, I have to preface this episode with just a quick side note by saying that, hands down, the best part of being an IBD health coach and also having a degree in counseling with a specialization in medical family therapy means that I get to help my clients dive into what's standing in the way of their IBD freedom from a lot of different angles. We get to take this whole life approach, not just nutrition and supplements, not just lifestyle or just mindset, but all of these healing modalities, all of them together, because there's never just one thing that contributes to your state of dis-ease. It's all these challenges together that create this path like a tornado, and all of these modalities combined They're the tools that can help you bring your health back, bring health back to your life. And when I talk to clients about different eating plans and supplements that can help them find remission, they always think that that's going to be the hardest part. They think things like, what the heck is dry curd cottage cheese? And where do I buy finely ground blanched almond flour? And what's the best probiotic to take? Those are challenges in and of themselves, but it's actually easier than you might think because when you have the resources you need at your fingertips, everything in those areas, it just falls into place. And I'll let you in on a little secret. It's not the eating for IBD that stops most people from moving forward. It does take time and it takes patience. It takes the right tools. But if you have that, you will get there. 
the hardest part, the hardest part that can keep you stuck in quicksand for way too long is diving into that mindset piece. That mindset piece that really has a strong impact on your Crohn's and colitis. Because you can do everything else. But if your mind hasn't found a way through all of the anger, denial, shame, guilt, embarrassment, stress, anxiety, depression, and not just from your chronic illness, but also from the other stuff that we tend to carry around unconsciously, we carry that around in our mind, it's in the background, right? It's just lingering. It's beneath the surface. It's like, it's like a crocodile who's waiting. They're hiding beneath the water. They're waiting for their victim to come out and then strike when you least expect it. That's what these kind of emotions can be like. These are those mindset barriers that will keep your IBD in a state of mm, possibly okay instead of feeling fantastic. And I want you to feel fantastic. I want your Crohn's and your colitis to be something that you only look at in the rearview mirror. Something that you take out only for party anecdotes. Hey, remember that IBD I told you about? It hasn't bothered me in months. Yes, that's where I want you to be. So today we're going to focus on one of those mindset barriers, one of the biggest ones. We're going to focus on the one that affects you the most and it's mom guilt. Think of it like the cherry on top of mom guilt, only it's a really nasty cherry. It's one that tastes awful. And something that I've learned in almost 35 years now with IBD, and wow, when I say that out loud, I can't believe how long it's been, it's that chronic illness mom guilt, it can fester. It will eat at you. It will linger even when you're doing everything right to help yourself feel better. And if you've experienced this chronic illness mom guilt before, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You're left alone on the couch or in your bed. You're doubled over in belly pain or my personal choice, the heating pad. I love the heating pad on my belly when I don't feel good. While your partner takes the kids to the big game or to the dance recital or the playground or the amusement park. Fill in the blank here with the scenario that I know has happened to you. And while they're packing up and they're getting ready to leave, you think to yourself, could I just suck it up? Could I go to... And as you even just start to think the thought, you realize, nah, not going to happen. And chronic illness mom guilt sets in. Or maybe you're on a special diet for your IBD symptoms like gluten-free or paleo or SCD. It really, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter which one. You're on some sort of special diet. You're making your own food. You're spending loads of time in the kitchen each day. But you can't feed your kids that food. Oh no, even though it's perfectly healthy for them, you don't want to restrict them. So you schlep together a whole different meal, a whole different dinner for them as well. And after all that, you're feeling exhausted. You don't even feel like eating that food that you made for yourself. And chronic illness mom guilt sets in. Or how about when you have littles? Like I'm talking littles, three, four, five, maybe six years old. And you're out at Target. Uh-oh. You've got to go. You've got to go right now. Target, Walmart, 
the mall, you name it, you know that feeling. You just know you have to go right now. There's no holding it. There's no stopping it. You've got to get to the bathroom. And there's no alternative options for you with little ones. They just have to come with you. So they go in the stall with you. And you may need to sit for a while. And it might get smelly in there. And chronic illness mom guilt starts creeping up. How long is this going to take? The kids start to get restless. And you think to yourself, I better give them my phone. They need to play with that so that I can get through this and they can be kept busy. Maybe I need to even get them a treat for all their patients here. Guilt, guilt, guilt. What scenarios make you feel guilty when it comes to chronic illness mom guilt? Is it one of the scenarios that I just mentioned? Or maybe there's something else that happened in your past that's creeping up for you. Well, first, I just have to say that, and I know you already know this, but you just can't hear it enough. We all have mom guilt. It comes with the job. It's actually in the job description. I bet you didn't know it, but yes, there's a job description. I will get on board with passing something the size of a watermelon through a hole the size of a ping pong ball. I will change 7,000 diapers in my baby's lifetime. That's the average. Did you know that? 7,000 diapers. It's crazy, right? And if you have another kid, go ahead and double that. I will embrace mom guilt and all the crappy feelings that come with it, and it will wreak havoc on my IBD. Yep, (laughs) you signed on for it all right, and it's slowly and surely killing us. But it's time, it is time now, to kick it to the curb. Because it's for our own sanity. It's for your Crohn's or colitis remission. Can I get an amen? For your intimate life with your partner. Because it's just not that sexy to bring that mom guilt into the bedroom. And for the love of God, it's time, mama. Once and for all, let's just pledge together that we are going to kick chronic illness, mom guilt to the curb. We're going to do it today. And I have to tell you, I have the best plan of action for this. I have a plan called my Kick Chronic Illness Mom Guilt to the Curb 3x3 Roadmap. I've created this plan after years and years of letting chronic illness mom guilt get in the way of my IBD recovery. And I want to share it with you so that you can then kick mom guilt to the curb as well. Because I used to be you. All those examples that I just gave you, all of those chronic illness mom examples, the mom on the couch missing the family fun activities, the mom making herself crazy, making separate meals for everyone in the family, the mom resorting to bathroom phone games to bribe her toddlers, even gifts if they stay patient. I'm guilty. Those examples are all me. Those all happen to me. All of them, that mom guilt that I felt after it, it wreaked havoc on my IBD. And that's really just a small sampling. But at some point, I realized that I had to ditch that ever-present chronic illness mom guilt to save myself and to ultimately save my relationship with my family. And I have to be honest and tell you that I'm not perfect by any means, and I, I don't really even try to be. But I feel like at this point in my life, I've got it under control at least. And that's what I want for you too. 
So I call it my kick chronic illness, mom guilt to the curb, three by three roadmap. And I say three by three because it has three pillars and each of the pillars has three steps. So there you go, three by three. What we're going to do today is let's talk about each of the pillars of chronic illness mom guilt, the ones that are keeping your IBD way too present in your life, and then I'll share with you the three steps in each pillar and tell you what you can do to solve the mom guilt problem and topple these pillars for good. All right, pillar number one. Pillar number one that creates chronic illness mom guilt is comparison. Girl, you know it's true. Girl, you know it's true. Anybody know that song? <laughs> that just reminded me of that. But you know, you know it's true. When it comes to motherhood, we are comparison queens. And it really all starts in our childhood, doesn't it? We're conditioned that the mom is the caregiver, the nurturer, the one who makes the bad dreams, the monsters, the boo-boos go away. TV, parenting, magazines, social media, even our own childhood experience, it shapes the way that we feel like a mom should be, right? And it creates these intrusive thoughts about what we think our life should be like as a mom. And I have to say, it's okay. It's okay to have thoughts like this. I actually love being the nurturer. I love being the cuddle mom. It's not just a badge of honor for me. It actually brings me joy. But the problem is everyone around us, everyone around us, they make us feel like these tasks are effortless for them, right? We're comparing ourselves and thinking that it's just so easy for them. Society tells us that we better be the mom who gives birth naturally, who breastfeeds our babies, and then, of course, gives them kale chips instead of candy, uses cloth diapers, potty trains them before they're two, and of course stimulates their mind at all times. Wow, that's a lot of stuff that's put on us. I remember I once had this fellow mom tell me that I should get rid of the video screen that was in my minivan at the time. Remember when, this is a time before personal devices, remember when there was just one screen in the minivan, one video screen in the minivan and she told me that it was my job to stimulate my kids brains while we drove in the car what a failure I was I wasn't stimulating my kids brains in the car and for a second I thought to myself huh does she have a point (laughs) we only use it for road trips but maybe that's actually too much maybe I shouldn't even have it in my car the comparison game It's ruining not just our psyche, but it's crushing all the efforts that we're making to try and get our illness into remission. Chronic illness, mom guilt through comparison. It's time to crush that pillar. I mentioned that there's three pillars, so let me go ahead and tell you about the second one. Pillar number two that creates this chronic illness, mom guilt is perfectionism or what I like to call Wonder Woman Syndrome. Now, there ain't no perfectionist like a mom with a chronic illness, and us mamas with IBD, we're at the top of that list. When it comes to perfectionism and how it affects this chronic illness mom guilt, it's about one thing, 
It's about expectations. Expectations about what our mom world should look like. Expectations about what we should look like or how our kids should look or talk or do or be in the world. Whether we're able to admit it to ourselves, we all have expectations surrounding our mom life. And expectations, they aren't always a bad thing, but it's when we set the bar too high that we're left with this really long fall all the way down. And we might feel like crap because we're in an IBD flare, but we struggle to clean the house up because we know that somebody's coming over. Or we're, we're just not up to eating, but we make a three-course meal for our family anyway. Or our spouse or a friend offers to help us, but we say no, we don't accept it. No, we've got it all covered. I've got it. I've got it. I, I can do this. We'll somehow become Wonder Woman and then we'll make it all miraculously come together in the end. And guess where we hold all of that perfectionistic energy? You guessed it. We hold it in our belly. We push our way through chronic illness mom guilt until a breaking point. It's a vicious cycle and it's keeping us from full remission, the remission that I know we all want. Chronic illness mom guilt through perfectionism. It's time to crush that pillar. It's time to crush pillar number two. Now, so far, we've talked about two of the chronic illness mom guilt pillars that we've been holding up for far too long. We talked about comparison and we talked about perfectionism. And pillar number three, let's talk about that one. It creates chronic illness mom guilt and it is the priority paradox. Now, if I asked you what you prioritize in your life, I bet you would say things like, my kids, my spouse, maybe you have aging parents. So you might say my aging parents, my job, my friends, my commitments. And all of that, all of that would come before you say, I prioritize my own health needs. But Karen, but Karen, I can hear you saying, I do prioritize my health. I have to. But when was the last time you really chose you over everything? You over everything. Just thinking about it. I bet you just thinking about it gives you mom guilt, doesn't it? What kind of mother would I be if I chose myself over my kids? You'd be the kind of mom who then has the energy and health so she can devote her time back to her kids. That's the kind of mom you'd be. Knowing what to prioritize and when to prioritize it, especially for us IBDers, it's hard. And it's our tendency to put everything else in front of our own needs. But it's tough because we need more sleep than other moms. It's tough because we spend more time in the bathroom than other moms. And it's tough because we do need more time to re-energize, right, than other moms. And when we really, we don't have a choice about putting everything we think we should as a priority in front of us, all those things I just mentioned, guess what happens? Loads and loads of chronic illness mom guilt. Plain and simple. Why don't I have my priorities in order? Why can't I be like other moms who put their, put their kids first? 
definitely there's some of that comparison even in here, isn't it? It rears its ugly head even in this pillar. And the sooner you make a, what I call a you plan, the better mom that you will be. Of all the pillars that we need to topple, and we need to topple all of them, this one is really the simplest problem with the hardest solution. Because it's against our nature to commit to something that supports our health and our healing, especially if it means something in our mom life has to give. So if you find yourself struggling in this area, finding your you plan that shifts your priorities ever so slightly, if it's making you a little crazy because you feel like, why can't I just do this? Why can't I put myself first sometimes? I want you to know that creating a you plan It isn't a learned skill, actually. It's more of a muscle that needs to be used again and again to gain strength and momentum. So I don't want you to beat yourself up if you feel like you just can't figure this out because this isn't a problem to be figured out. It's something that if you just do it over and over, as like a behavior, it will then become a part, a sacred part of you right? Does that make sense? We all know what it's like to start an exercise regime, right? We've all done that at one time or another. And let's be honest, on day one, it kind of sucks. We can't go as long as we want to. Our exercise isn't as intense as we would like it to be. And by the time day one is over, we feel sore, we feel achy, and maybe a little bit defeated. But then little by little, as we exercise more, we make a deliberate commitment to it, right? And then it's easier, it gets easier and easier and our routine starts to take shape. We then begin to see results and then we might even start craving that feeling that exercise gives us. Training your muscles physically, it's the same process as training you for a you plan. You can't expect to go from weak to strong in one day. And as you'll see, we're going to talk about this in our three-step plan to crumble the priority paradox pillar. It's about giving yourself the time and the grace to build up the you muscle. Now, growing pains, of course, they'll happen. But as long as you don't give up, just like with exercise, as long as you don't give up, you will see results. So now we've got it down. We've got the problem down, Mama. We know the three components that are keeping us stuck in chronic illness mom guilt. The pillars of comparison, perfectionism, and the priority paradox. We've held up these negative pillars with so much magic, right? Like craft glue and maybe a little glitter for show and sheer mama bear fortitude. We've done that for so long. It's like we've been single-handedly holding up the leaning tower of Pisa. Have you ever seen that before? There's picture the, the leaning tower of Pisa, it's leaning, and there's these really cool pictures of people putting their arm out to the side in just such a way that it looks like they're holding up the leaning tower of Pisa. If you've ever been there, you know what I'm talking about in Italy, right? The leaning tower of Pisa. That's what we're doing. And it's time for us to just remove our hand, just take it away, take it away, stop holding up these negative emotions as pillars, And I want you to watch them just crumble into the dust. So how do we do that? 
Well, there's three must-do steps for each of the pillars that we've talked about today. Remember, that's the three-by-three plan. My kick your chronic illness, mom guilt to the curb, three-by-three roadmap. Three pillars, three steps for each one to watch them just crumble before our very eyes. Let's topple pillar number one, the comparison pillar. Three steps. All right, step one. It's time for you to complete a friend audit and possibly cull the herd. I know that sounds kind of dramatic, but it might be time. If you're hanging out with a mom that makes you feel inadequate or less than or unsupported, it's time to cull the herd. If you feel like you're always having to put on extra lip gloss or dress your best to keep up with a friend, Or maybe you have a friend that's always giving you advice on what you're doing wrong with your kids. Like my friend who told me about the video in my car and how it's my job to keep my kids' minds going. Can you picture a friend like that? If so, it might be time for a little bit of distance. And we all know ladies like this. And a lot of the time, it's really more about us than them. Technically, They're not making us feel less than. We're the ones with that internal thought that keeps pushing our feelings in a negative direction. But if you're you're experiencing that in any relationship with your mom friends, it can definitely be worth just taking a step back to evaluate what's making you play the comparison game with that particular friend. And the pullback from your friends who are like this, it doesn't, have to ha- it doesn't have to happen all at once, and it doesn't have to be today. But start thinking about the friends that lift you up and the friends that don't. And then make a deliberate plan to start spending more time with friends who light you up. Friends that when you hang out with them, you just feel joy. All right, stop the comparison game with step number two. Take a social media respite. And I know that you've been told to do this before, but did you do it? Or did you say, I'm going to take a week off, and then a couple days later, you took a quick peek, you know, fingers in front of your eyes. I'm not looking. (laughs) I'm just taking a quick peek. And then maybe after that, oh, I just have to see what so-and-so is up to. And then before you know it, you're back in. You're hooked. So it didn't last as long as you would like it to. Summer's the perfect time. If you're listening to this in real time, it's summer. And summer's the perfect time for some technology-free downtime while the kids are out of school. And let's put social media at the top of your technology-free list. Instagram, Facebook, they do have their good points, but much of your scrolling, you might have noticed it centers around envy of the fun that someone looks like they're having or negative self-talk when we see someone who appears to have their whole life together. Even though we know rationally that this is just a slice of someone's life, we tend to get caught up in comparing ourselves to the lives that they seem to have. Sometimes this comparison, it's so instantaneous that it's almost unconscious. So taking a break from all things social media, it can really, I've done this before, it's so refreshing. It can really just clear your mind and give you the perfect refresh for your brain health. 
And if you listen to episode six, way back in the dark early days of the podcast, please forgive me for any of the errors that I make. It was a long time ago. But in episode six, the information is still good. It talks about our deeply connected gut with our brain. So the gut and IBD health and its brain connection. It's really very fascinating. So if you're interested in learning more about this topic, go back to episode six and take a listen because you'll see the connection is really there. So step number two in crumbling the comparison pillar is take a social media hiatus. All right, step number three, the last step in defeating the comparison pillar. It involves making your comparisons healthier by replacing the feelings that you're having comparing yourself to others. Those feelings like jealousy, fear, judgment, FOMO, that's a big one, fear of missing out, negative self-talk. And what we do then is we replace those negative feelings with more positive emotional states like empathy and curiosity. We do this with a technique called thought stopping. So every time you recognize that you're having one of those negative emotions, the ones I just mentioned, like the jealousy or the FOMO, you say to yourself, stop. And you could even say it out loud if you want. And of course, if you're in a public place, that could be a little bit weird. You might get some strange looks, but you say it to yourself, stop or out loud, stop. And this is your key phrase. So stop is your cue to replace that negative thought with a more positive, healthy one. So here's an example of how this might look. Let's take that mom friend that we all have, the one who always has the perfect homemade cookies at the bake sale. She wears designer clothes while she's holding her six-month-old and she has no baby spit up on her clothes and she has perfectly behaved children. You know that mom. Okay, so instead of thinking, wow, Kim has it all together. Why can't I be more like Kim? As soon as that thought creeps into your consciousness, I want you to say, stop, and replace that thought with curiosity instead. So that might look like something like, I wonder what's behind all this seemingly perfect outward appearance that I feel like Kim has. I bet on the inside she's actually more like me. I bet she doesn't feel as perfect as I'm making her out to be. Maybe she even has a perfectionistic streak in her, just like me. That might lead you to then go up to her and say something like, isn't it hard at these bake sales? Everyone feels like they are being judged for what they bring in. And I wasn't feeling too well last night, so I decided that it was good enough to bring store-bought. And then Kim might say, Hey, me too. Mine are store-bought. Or she might say, you know, I was feeling really exhausted last night too, so my mom helped me bake these. Now you've got a connection, a conversation, and you're seeing just how similar you actually are. No need to compare her outsides to your insides. Let me give you one more example of how this thought-stopping technique works so you can really see how this might look for you. So this one has to do with our FOMO, fear of missing out, and how we can turn it into JOMO, joy of missing out. This is an example of something that just happened to my client, Denise. Denise was feeling bad because she didn't feel up to going to book club. 
She had had a really busy day. And then by nighttime, her chronic illness fatigue, you know, we all get that, it had set in. So she was FOMOing really hard. This emotion had hit Denise really hard. But I love that what she did is as soon as that feeling came over her, she decided to replace it with the word stop. And then what she thought was she thought that she could replace this feeling with something else. So she might not be able to go to book club and she might not feel up for that, but she did feel up to putting on her comfy PJs and asking her daughter if she wanted to snuggle in bed to have some me time and watch TV. They were watching this new show. I actually saw one episode of it. It looks really cute. They were watching The Mysterious Benedict Society. Have you guys seen it? If you haven't, It's a really cute one to watch with your kids, elementary school age kids, that is. So that's what she did. That's what Denise did. And she told me that she and her daughter ended up having a really great time together. So Denise turned her FOMO into JOMO. See how thought stopping works? And you can do that too, mama. It just takes a little bit of practice to get that word stop to pop in your head. But once you do it, you'll be unstoppable. Did you hear that? That's the sound of the comparison pillar toppling right before your eyes. Do a friend audit, opt out of social media for a bit, and thought stopping. Your three steps to taking the comparison pillar down. Okay, remember pillar number two, the one that's perpetuating your chronic illness mom guilt? It's the perfectionism pillar. Let's crush that pillar in three steps right now because, as we all know, Wonder Woman, although she's awesome, she's a hero of mine, she's not a real person. So let's go ahead and do it. Step number one. This step can be a quick hit for some, but for others, it can take a long time to figure out. And step one is insight. Now, when we know that perfectionism is standing in our way, we are already halfway there. But this can be the hardest step for many moms to overcome. Because once we have insight, we can tackle perfectionism head on. If you're wondering where you fall on the perfectionistic tendency scale, here's some questions you can ask yourself to help you figure it out. Do you set high expectations for yourself? Do you feel like others seldom do things as good as you? Do you think that your friends would call your personality type A? Does your need to get things right interfere with your ability to get things done? And do you say yes to others when you know that saying yes to others means that you're saying no to yourself? Welcome to the Perfectionism Club, my friend. I'm raising my hand. I am your founding member, recovering perfectionist at your service. Step number one, insight. Step number two, step number two in the quest to topple pillar number two, perfectionism, is to focus on becoming what I like to call the B-minus mom. To curtail your chronic illness, mom guilt, what if today, instead of striving to be the perfect A-plus mom, what if you strive to be a B-minus mom? A B-minus means that you got it right 80% of the time. 
that's not too shabby. Of course, there's a caveat here. If there's a life and death situation going on, then it calls for your A plus effort. But how often does that happen? A B minus mom is solid effort. I adopted this mindset when I had my third child and holy cow, life improved for everyone. I lowered the bar just a little. I accepted that sometimes my Crohn's is going to impact my ability to be the best mom in the world. And I decided that it didn't make me any less of a mom. It didn't make me any less of a woman either. So let's make this step as real as we can. Let's say that you don't feel well and the house looks like a tornado, right? It looks like a tornado went through it. I want you to ask yourself this question. Is there love in your home? I always tell my kids, when you leave the nest, I don't want you saying, man, that house was always clean. I want to hear, wow, I was loved. Strive for B minus. It takes work, but it's so worth the non-effort. Okay, one last step. One last step to topple the perfectionism pillar. And it's step three. Step three is be you, flaws and all. Life rarely goes as we plan it, right? She happens. When that happens, I want you to really feel it. I don't want you to try and push push past it, but really, really feel it. Embrace the bad stuff too. The only way to step on the other side of a door is to walk through it. When we try to step around the door, we only find another door in our way. So I want you to go through the door and eventually you will come out the other side. To help you with this, I've come up with a few mantras that might help you. Mantras can really just be your guide. They can be by your side when you're trying to get through difficult times. I want you to pick the one that works best for you or think about one in your own mind that you like even better. But here they are. My health is more important than my perfectionism. Try that on for size. My health is more important than my perfectionism. Here's another one. I will enjoy the journey and not just the destination. I will enjoy the journey and not just the destination. How about this? When I ask for help, I grow my inner circle. When I ask for help, I grow my inner circle. Try that one on and see how it feels for you. Or here's my personal favorite. Today, I'm a rockin' badass B-minus mom. Today, I'm a rockin' badass B-minus mom. You've got this, mom friend. You've got this. Let that perfectionism pillar drop right at your feet. No more perfectionistic chronic illness mom guilt. Okay. I'm not the best with sound effects, but it just makes it more poignant. We've got to do it. Let's talk about the last pillar, mama. Pillar number three. Remember, pillar number three was the priority paradox. So I mentioned that when you are reordering your priorities and you're coming up with a you plan, you have to think about it like you're building a muscle. 
Not a pump you up, right, kind of muscle building, but a smallish muscle, one that you didn't have before. So how do you build that muscle? Well, it starts with knowing your you plan options. So many of us, we're willing, right? We're willing to build in some you time, but we don't know where to start. I want to help you. I want to help you to be able to get started with this right when the podcast episode is over. So if you have a pen or paper handy, not or and, if you have a pen and paper handy, or maybe you have a notes app on your phone, go ahead and get it out and write these down. If you're driving or you can't do it right now, just mark the place you're at. You can always come back and listen again. So I've got you covered with the small sized you time plan. When you've got five, let's say five to 15 minutes, I've got you covered with a medium sized you time plan when you have 15 to 60 minutes. And then I've got you covered when you have time for a large size you time, right? Those extra special occasions when you have an hour, more than an hour of you time that you can have. So I'm going to, because there's a lot of them, I'm going to go through these pretty quickly. But if you want a printed list, you can DM me on Facebook and I will send it your way. On Facebook, I am at the IBD health coach, the IBD health coach. Remember, my Facebook page got hacked, so it's a new page, but that's what it is, the IBD health coach. Okay, so for now, I want you to just listen and just see if any ahas wash over you, what comes up in your mind, and try for at least one idea in each of these time categories. Okay, let's start with the small sized you time ideas. So these are the ones that you'll do if you have, let's say between five to 15 minutes. If you have that amount of time, you can do something that gives you a belly laugh. I love this one. You can watch a comedy, tickle your kids, watch one of those funny pet videos on YouTube. They always make me giggle. On the opposite side of that, but equally wonderful, on the opposite side of your emotions, you could meditate. You could meditate with my favorite meditation app, Insight Timer. You could go for a walk outside and do some earthing. Have you heard of earthing before? It involves walking around outside barefoot on the grass. You're just going to have to trust me on this one if you haven't heard of it before, but it really is life-changing. You could complete a round of four, seven, eight breaths, right? You breathe in for four, you hold it for seven, you breathe out for eight. You could lock yourself in the bathroom for some quick downtime. Sometimes we have to resort to things like this. It's great for moms with littles when you just need to step away for a moment. Of course, you want them to know that they're safe, what they're doing, but five minutes in the bathroom, just, you know, you and your thoughts. You could stretch like a cat, you know, do some stretching time. Stretching just makes you feel grounded. It just makes you feel better. Or if your partner's around, you could have a little cuddle session with your partner. So those are your small sized you time ideas when you have five to 15 minutes. It's time for some medium sized you time ideas when you have 15 to 60 minutes. You can take an Epsom salt bath. 
great for detoxification. You can go get a pedicure, not the kind you do at home, which those are great too, but I want you to go if you can. Go get a pedicure, get pampered. You could enjoy some infrared sauna time or some infrared heat lamp time. And if you don't know what I'm talking about there, go back and listen to episode 26 because you will find out all about the beauty of the infrared lamp or the infrared sauna. You could also reignite your spirit with a new hobby or maybe an old hobby that you have forgotten about. You could go for a longer walk outside. Take a nap, right? So often we feel bad about taking a nap. Don't feel bad. We need that time. Or maybe if you have a pool or access to a pool, you can just float in a pool. Being weightless like that, it just, interestingly, is kind of grounding. All right. Let's move on. We'll talk about one more type of U-time, and that's when you have some big, bold U-time coming up, the over an hour kind of U-time. Here we go. You could enjoy a girl's night out, or better yet, it could be a girl's weekend getaway. You could take a course or learn a new skill on a topic that you've been wanting to learn about. You can enjoy date night with your partner. Plan something that you look forward to. Something that's not just tomorrow, not next week, but something that's a couple months away. There's a beautiful synergy in that and you just really look forward to that event for a while to come. So plan something you're going to look forward to. Get a weekly massage or maybe try some healing Reiki or craniosacral therapy or acupuncture. And if you're not familiar with these energy healing practices, I'm really excited to tell you that we're going to be talking about them in the coming weeks. So get ready for some super cool new IBD healing ideas. Okay, so I've got a question for you. Which you time ideas are calling your name? Were you able to pick three? I hope so. Remember that if you need the list in electronic or in paper form as a reminder, I want you to DM me because I will send it out to you. So many of you have been reaching out to me since I set up my new Facebook account and I'm loving it. I'm loving connecting with you in that way. It's really cool because we get to connect and it helps us see that we're not alone in this world, in this sea of seemingly no one seems to understand what we're going through. It just kind of gives us a connection with each other and it's really great. So thanks for reaching out and if you haven't yet, please do so. I can't wait to hear from you. All right, so... Now that you have your U-time ideas, it's time for us to put them into practice. So to do this, to crush pillar number three, we are going to take those three steps. We're going to take the priority paradox and take the three steps to crush that pillar. All right, step one. If U-time is new to you, if you never prioritize yourself and you know who you are. You're saying, me, I can see you right now. I want you to pick only one of the ideas from this list. There's no reason to get overwhelmed overwhelmed with too many ideas. Just pick one. Maybe there's one that called out to you, one that you've wanted to try for a while. And I want you to make a promise to yourself that you're going to do it this week. Now, if you're pretty good with you time, I want you to approach step one a little bit differently and I want you to take this time for an assessment of your you time. What's working for you? What's not working? 
Do a mental switch up in your head with the you things that aren't serving you. Get rid of those and get really clear on your vision for your you time. What you time do you value most? I want you to go for it. Promise yourself that you're going to go for it this week. Let's move on to step number two. And with this, it really builds on step number one. Step number two is where you put it in the calendar. It's time to put it in the calendar and set your intention to follow through with this. Whether you're new to you time or this is old hat to you, I want you to press pause on the podcast. Go to your calendar app right now. Put it in your calendar. Saturday, 2 p.m., Time to meet my friend who's going to teach me to crochet. All right, whatever it is, whatever it is for you, I want you to say to yourself, come hell or high water, I will make this a priority. I'm going to do it. All right, and I'm going to do it too. I'm going to say this Sunday after soccer, soccer, and then more soccer, I'm going to have a date night with my hubby. It's something that we haven't done in a while and I want to make time for it because it makes me happy. Simple as that. No chronic illness mom guilt here. None allowed. Simple. I've made a plan. I hope you did too. All right. So now we move on to step number three and you'll do this step later on. Once you get started with your new you time ideas, it's time now for you to use your insight and your intuition and to start thinking about deciding, how is this going? Does this new habit bring me joy, peace, or escapism even? That's great. If you say yes, then keep it. Keep working at it. Keep it up. If it's not, if that you time feels like a chore, then it's time to switch it up. You need a new you time idea. It should never feel like a chore. But keep growing, keep growing your you muscle until it's to the place you want it to be. And of course, that will change with time. So keep coming back to step three to assess how things are going for you. The priority paradox pillar, it's about to come down. Do you feel it? Awesome sauce. You did it, mama. You crushed all three pillars. The pillars that were keeping you living in chronic illness mom guilt for way, way too long. How are you feeling? Today we moved through some really powerful emotions as we learned about the kick chronic illness mom guilt to the curb three by three roadmap. Don't be surprised if you're feeling kind of drained or tired right now. And that's even more reason, actually, to go and plan some you time. I want to leave you by saying that none of this is easy. The concepts are simple. It's nothing you haven't heard before, but it's the execution that's hard. This is going to take time. Pushing through chronic illness mom guilt, it's not a destination. It's a journey. One that I personally, I work on every day. And some days I rock in B minus mode. And some days I suck at it. And I have to take a step back and say, what in the heck am I doing? Ugh, time to just start over. Remember, I've got you. We've got each other. I'm here to help. If you're finding that you're struggling in this area, 
and mom guilt is taking over, I want you to get in touch. We'll work through it together. I appreciate you. I'm so glad that we're in this same gut healing orbit, mom friend. Until we meet again, I'm wishing you a cheeky and healthy IBD healing journey. Chat soon. Thank you so much for joining me today and for listening to today's episode. When it comes to IBD, I know there's a lot of resources out there, and I'm truly honored that you chose the Cheeky Podcast to get your IBD information today. If you found this information helpful, please give us a rating and review. It helps other moms find the podcast and see what we're doing over here to help IBD moms everywhere. And if you feel called to do it, share this podcast with an IBD mom who you know could really use an uplifting message today, because that's what we're all about over here at the Cheeky Podcast. One last thing, if you're still with me, and if you are, you're definitely my kind of gal. We have to get to know each other better. If you're tired of living on the hamster wheel of IBD with all the ups and downs between flares and remission, if you're struggling to get control of your abdominal pain, gas, bloating, diarrhea, and other troubling IBD symptoms, go to my website. It's karenhaley.com, and my mom had to be just a little bit different, spell my name with a Y. So it's K-A-R-Y-N-H-A-L-E-Y.com, and schedule your very own free 30-minute IBD root cause troubleshooting session with me, where we discuss the challenges you've been having, we set goals to help you move forward, and we talk about how we can work together to help you get your life back. It's a power-packed 30 minutes. You don't have to live in IBD status quo. There's so much that can be done to transform your life so you can thrive in motherhood and thrive with IBD. I've seen my clients walk this path and it gives me so much joy to take that journey with them. My entire coaching practice is run online so you never have to leave your house and you never have to get out of your jamming or yoga pants for us to work together. You know I'm wearing them too. If you're ready to take your first amazing step towards healing, I'm ready to chat with you. Schedule your free 30-minute IBD root cause troubleshooting sesh today at karenhaley.com. Click on the work with me tab and I'll see you soon. It's important to note that the information in this podcast and in this episode is for general information purposes only and not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice. The statements made in the Cheeky Podcast for Moms with IBD, either by me or my guests, is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Before implementing any new treatment protocols, do yourself a favor and consult your physician first. Thank you so much for listening, for being here, for saving this space for us to spend some time together. Until we chat again, I'm wishing you a cheeky and healthy IBD journey. 